Welcome, my outside-the-box thinkers, to the Anti-Aging Unraveled podcast, where I am your host, Dr. Lori Gerber. In this podcast, we will explore the fascinating world of personalized anti-aging medicine that considers the whole person inside and out, and how all systems are interconnected to each other. In today's world of modern medicine, we often find ourselves like just another number in a system that prioritizes quick fixes over sustainable and more natural solutions. Well, let's get ready for a paradigm shift in health and beauty. We look far beyond treating symptoms and aim to get to the root cause of our health and cosmetic issues. This podcast is your go-to source for all things natural, outside the box, and innovative in integrative medicine and cosmetic dermatology. So sit back, relax, and get ready to dive deep into the world of functional medicine and aesthetics with me, Dr. Lori Gerber. Let's take a trip down the real skin revolution pathway together. All right, everybody, welcome to the Anti-Aging Unraveled podcast, and I'm so happy to bring you a whole new series right before the new year. We are doing guests, and our first guest, I'm very excited to say, Brittany, you are our first guest. Oh, that's exciting. It's very exciting, it's great, <laughs> you know? And Brittany, actually, we matched on our new favorite matching dating site for podcasters, which is really fun, but she is a nurse that actually basically turned from, like me, traditional to non-traditional. So we kind of got into this world of medicine that maybe didn't make sense for us in one way or another, which we're going to talk about and look for other answers. And I'm so excited to have her here. She's out of Florida. And I'm going to read some of her little stuff in her bio. She said, when she works with someone, whether it's an individual or a large group, her intention is to create authentic connection. And her focus is to inspire you to unite more deeply with your heart and prioritize your well-being and the well-being of your community. I think actually the well-being of yourself and your community, community around you to me is so important. So that I think that's an amazing add-in to your mission, if you will. Her focus is on mindfulness, movement, and lifestyle. So that's why we're really happy that she's bringing non-traditional medicine into the mainstream. So she's one of us, guys. So I'm very happy to have her here. There's not many of us out there, so we're doing the best we can with bringing it forward. And I'm just going to really quickly say she's a public speaker, personal trainer. She has a lot of bags of tricks. Holistic health coach, mindfulness and EFT, right? Practitioner, Reiki healer, and yin yoga instructor. And I saw your IV clinic, your new mobile IV clinic online. Got to add that to your list. It goes well with the coaching, really, and like the holistic yeah, wellness. So it's a good co- fit. Yeah, the coaching. Oh, and your retreats. And we were just talking about wellness retreats. So she's got all kinds of things going on. So I'm really excited to have her here. So welcome. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Glad to be here with you. And I love what you're doing and how you're leading and really practicing from this space of integrative medicine and making such a difference for people. We try. I don't know that we're always successful, but we definitely try to make it happen. All right. So I'm going to get into some questions here. I know I was actually just looking through your Facebook and Instagram this morning and we talked a little bit earlier. So I think I'm going to lead off with how you got here. How did you get into this space of deciding that you were going to just transition from traditional hospital-based medicine it has been a journey it well as everything right so you know shortly after practicing as a nurse i've been in nursing for over 15 years i was like hold on like patients aren't necessarily getting better we're kind of putting band-aids on things and then there's some things happening that i just really don't sit well with me 
And then I myself went through like such a transformative process. Like I used to have really, really bad gastritis. I got an EGD. They're like, it's normal. I just wasn't really living according to what was really best for my highest good. And I was just really in a, in a toxic cycle. And once I learned how to break that cycle and things really started changing for my life, I didn't have gastritis anymore. I lost 20 pounds. I was in healthy relationships. Like I just felt really living according to what was really true for me and my values. It really gave me that oomph to, okay, hold on. I want to prevent people from ending up in the ICU. So much is preventative. I remember having a patient one night, I work night shift, which is also really hard on your body and your mental health. Having a patient who was a code blue, so she stopped, heart stopped. And she came to ICU and just thinking like, holy crap, she's got type 2 diabetes. She has heart disease. She's morbidly obese. All of these things are very potentially preventative. And that really, I'm like, I got to get on the other end of this. Like, I really want to help people heal and thrive. Because at that point with her, you know, it was just kind of maintenance. I don't know if she's, you know, made it through or not. But emergency care, critical care has its role and I love lifestyle medicine. I feel like it's so empowering. We really can heal so many things and have such quality of life through that approach. And when we need the other styles of medicine, they're also available, which is great. But I think that not having that as our first line of defense can be a better route to go. 100%. I mean, you had your illness. I had the same experience. You know, you, we all sometimes it's out of necessity that we change what we're doing and you were telling me about COVID. So let's tell the listeners a little bit about your transition ultimately. Yes. What happened? I know COVID changed. I had a virtual world forever, but I started really pushing the virtual world at COVID where I was doing nationwide virtual consults and helping all these long haulers that couldn't get better. And, you know, tell us a little bit about how you ended up here in this post COVID. Yeah. So during COVID, I was seeing all my coaching clients in person pretty much. And then obviously that stopped for a while. So I, and I would work at the hospital like a day a week, a few times a month at that point. I went back in working full time at the hospital in ICU during the pandemic and working my business full time online, transitioned everything online, like really was going for it that way. And then in 2021, I started with all these GI symptoms and like that's my body's way of telling me, hey, something's off. Because when I'm in a good flow, like things are good, you know, my gut's great. And then when I'm under stress, my gut acts up. And at the time, I would have totally told you, I'm not really stressed. I should be doing more than I'm doing right now. Like there's no reason why I can't do more. But like I had good practices, right? I was practicing, working out, eating well, mindfulness, meditation for years at this point. And I end up with a freaking GI bleed. So I'm like, okay, this is not by accident. I need to look here. Like the, obviously I'm under more stress than I realize I'm under. Yeah. And my nervous system is a freaking wreck from rushing around in the ICU three days, four days a week and really pushing myself to make my business a success. Plus, you know, marriage and family and all that stuff, you know, wanting to thrive in all of those areas. But that constant pressure really just like, oh, crap. No, I'm under so much stress. And that's really when I recognize, oh, I'm burned out to some degree. 
I really am anxious and I'm really like living from this place of survival mode and my nervous system is a wreck. So that's really when I got passionate about nervous system regulation because I was doing all the things, right? Like I was eating well, I was meditating, exercising, but I was also like grinding it out nonstop. Like I didn't really have a good form of rest unless it was like, let's drink wine and have some beers. <laughs> you know, like that was kind of my, my way of resting. So fast forward after that, I really started listening to my body, asking lots of questions, getting curious and prioritizing my nervous system, right? Prioritizing rest, dealing with trauma that I thought I already had dealt with. So that was really surprising because I've heard, had up to that point, I've heard people say, oh, I had unprocessed trauma from my childhood. And I honestly thought I had dealt with that. Not that I didn't deal with it, you know, 10 years before that, because I did, but there's layers to things. And yeah. it was like, okay, you know, those catalysts when our something happens in our health can really be actually a gem if we choose for it to be. We can learn so much from that and heal on a deeper level because I'm in a much better spot now than I was then, even though I told you I was in a, a good spot then. So sometimes we don't really know we're under stress until our something high. happens. Mm-hmm. But well, we you need to listen to those things. It's high function anxiety, right? That you, that you talked about earlier. We, especially as medical professionals, we thrive under stressful situations. That's just the way it is. It's our whole upbringing, our whole makeup. And then we get to a point where it's like, wait a minute, this is anxiety. Like, I don't even feel it in my chest. I don't have racing heart. I'm not. We're just always in overdrive, right? Right. Our cortisol is always I'm ready to go. What's the next project? And then also you add entrepreneurship on top of that. It's like, yeah, yes. But more, 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 more. And And if you look. Can't keep up. The cortisol can't, right? It's like, okay. It it does. Something's got to give, right? And the nervous system goes along with that. So I'm right with you. I treat so much adrenal fatigue. And I hate the word adrenal fatigue. I actually think it should be adrenal spectrum because we go through this overdrive for so long where our cortisol is so revved up. We're saving the world. And then eventually the cortisol just can't keep up anymore. And because our body is robbing Peter to pay Paul all day. Like it's stealing from one side to give to another. And that's that burnout that you speak of, right? It's like, your body physically can't keep up with the demand that you're giving it. And And I think that there's so many warning signs for that. And we don't even recognize them. We're like, oh, I'm just tired. Oh, I just get headaches. You have gastritis, Yeah. Like, oh, my gut's a mess. Mm -hmm. And thank goodness, like, I had enough wisdom to say, like, listen to this. Don't just be like, oh, you just have this going on because, like. What else do you see in your patients that would drive you to, like, to start linking high functioning anxiety, burnout. Like what do you, when you start coaching your patients, what are you looking for? So I work with a lot of women. I primarily work with women and I do see them in this sympathetic overdrive. Like they're just exhausted and yet they're pushing on through. So exhaustion, like not really feeling connected to meaning of life anymore. Like I know something's wrong, but I don't know what it is. Or like I have anxiety and I'm doing all the things, but I still have anxiety Weight gain, and that, yeah. you know, comes from different angles, the weight gain situation, headaches, and the same thing, gut issues, gut issues, and missed periods, if they're yeah. still having a period, like, young, though, like, I'll have some clients, like, late 20s, early yeah. 30s, and they're having irregular periods because of the stress, right? Like, that's that, it's that powerful. Problem. Yeah. You to pay, Paul. I always say to people, like, you're stealing from one side of the pathway to give to the other. Like, you can only do so much. Your body can only make so much before it just says mercy. Like, 
I give up. So yeah, it's unrealistic, right? Yeah, it's unrealistic. Expect of ourselves. And we have to be the ones to say, like, hold on, this is insane. Because other people around us are just used to us doing all the things and oftentimes think that we want to do them. And we might even think that we need to do all of these things all of the time. Yeah. It's really looking at what's driving our actions, what beliefs and do we absolutely need to function this way, especially when there starts to be all these prices that we're paying for it? Yeah. I know for me, my thyroid gets a mess. I start getting headaches. You know, it's, it's crazy. Of course. Of course you're going to start now. We knew right. it. Okay, I did know it. All right. So let's talk about cortisol. Let's talk, actually, let's go backwards a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about upbringing. Cause I'm kind of curious. I grew up in a really unhealthy family. Like, Dad obese his whole life, talk about type 2 diabetic, ended up with really bad neuropathy. Fast forward, he passed away from phrenic nerve paralysis from diabetes and ended up like on a vet and all this stuff. So my whole life, I kind of looked like I don't want to be them, <laughs> right? So, and my mom is a super autoimmune nightmare. So my stuff, and I am too. So that I've always been driven by that. So I'm kind of curious, did you grow up in a family that was very... I grew up in a small town in Illinois, and we have very healthy lifestyles there. Very unhealthy in a lot of ways. Like, my mom would try to, like, give us broccoli regular. Like, she was really good at, like, giving us our vegetables. You know, wheat bread was like, I'll give you wheat because it's better (laughs) than you. And then uh, now as I'm older, I look at them like, oh, crap, it was like enriched wheat flour. But, you know, she was trying. And we were active, like, and then we all played sports and everything. Right. I come from a line of like mental illness. So I feel like that was really one of the reasons I went into nursing. And then, yeah, just wanting to be healthier, but not knowing how to do it for the longest time, like really not knowing how to like create healthy habits. So I'd say it was a mix. It was a mix in that like we played sports, we did those kind of activities, but like food wise, like typical standard American diet like a lot of people unhealthy, you know, a lot of people with addiction, like that was just part of my upbringing that like people drink a lot of alcohol, people use drugs, like that's just normal. And then getting away and like seeing more different areas of the world that that's not necessarily normal for everyone. Right. Right. So that really, yeah, that same thing like you, that really fueled me wanting to figure this thing out (laughs) when it comes to wellness, especially mental health and depression, anxiety, PTSD, and like, how do you get stuck in these unhealthy habits versus how do you break them? So that was always something that I, I was interested in. And environment plays such a powerful role. Like either way, it inspires you to make changes and or it's like, the feeding ground for our, our choices. So it was a combination of both of those. I just recently went back home and I was like, ah, no wonder it was so hard for me to do certain things. Like a majority of people live this way. So right. it can be harder. There's no excuse, right? Like we can find a way, but definitely plays a big role. Yeah. I, I just always find it interesting how our family and our upbringing and our friends and who we surround ourselves with, like everything, how it just kind of molds what you become. I tell my kids that all the time. And yeah, it's either the one extreme or the other. It's either that it molds you into like, I need to do this because this is what is healthy and this is what my family taught me. 
or you're like, I need to run the other way. Like, this is not, this is not it's so it. interesting, right? And like one like, child in the family will decide to go yeah. on one path because of that. And the other one goes the other direction. So it's so much of like what also we, the stories we tell ourselves about the things that happen and what we do with it. Yeah. No, it's totally, it's just interesting to me. Well, that's a, a tiny town in Illinois. I'll take that. <laughs> I'm a tiny town, like around the corner from where I'm at right now in Pennsylvania. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> So um, let's talk a little bit about patient care. So what are some pearls? Like what, what do you give your clients and, and what kind of consultations? If, my, if one of my patients wanted to do coaching with you, what are some things that either some of my listeners can do at home or what do you start off by teaching your clients? It's a very simple kind of technique to help empower themselves to lead a healthier life. Where do you usually start? So when I start with somebody, I do a biopsychosocial spiritual model to me that's like a big part of holistic so we look through like what's going on with your physical health and so listeners listening to that they can look up like the holistic model or biopsychosocial spiritual model I know that's a mouthful and look through different questions so you can start to really discover how are my eating habits am I sleeping enough am I exercising am I moving enough in mental health like What are the beliefs driving it? How are my thoughts? How are my coping mechanisms? What am I like bringing into my field? Am I constantly watching like really toxic TV and listening to like negative things or are my conversations uplifting? When it comes to social, do I have a strong, loving social support system? That's so huge. We talked in the beginning about community. Like we need to have community. Like this life journey is not meant to be done alone. So that's a big thing when it comes to that social aspect and also how is it in your job right you spend so many hours working do you do things that you enjoy spirituality are you connected to life do you have a sense of purpose sense of meaning you know compassion forgiveness all of those all of those things bridge into spirituality so looking at your life as a whole you know sometimes we only go to a doctor We go for that specific reason and we get information on one thing, as you know, like this is what's going on with your heart. And then it's important to look at what's the big picture there. So looking at like, what's the whole of my life? What's working? What's not working? And remembering that everything influences and has effects on all the other areas of the life. So that's where I usually start. And I'm really big on breath. Okay. Like the breath is such a great tool. It's so simple. It's so free. (laughs) You know, and how we breathe. We can learn so much about yeah. ourselves. So I really teach clients in the first session how to breathe. I don't know how to breathe. I'm terrible. Yeah. How to breathe. I'm like, relax your shoulders. Soften your jaw. Relax your neck. First, just notice your breath. All right. So much of the time, we don't even notice our breath. We're breathing like 20,000 breaths a day. Think about we're breathing 7.5 million breaths a year. And how many of them are we really connected to and aware of? And then breathing down into the belly. Like thinking about letting the belly rise, the ribs rise, the back rise, and then letting the out breath be longer than the inhale, right? And if you can, doing this with your with your mouth closed, because a lot of us are mouth breathers. I'm guilty of that, yeah. and which has all kinds of negative side effects. And a lot of us are shallow breathing, and so again, we're contributing to that nervous I'm a shallow system. Breather, guys. Yeah, nervous yes. system just regulation. So breathing down into the belly. So it does so many things, right? It has that calming effect. Helps balance, helps activate the parasympathetic through the vagus nerve, helps bring us into the present moment, connects us with ourselves, connects us with our life. Like the breath is 
such a powerful tool. So that is definitely something I work a lot with initially. Some people are like, that's it. Like, and then, then they'll say like, even after retreat, people are like, one of the most powerful things is that I know how to breathe now. Like it's a life changer when we can be connected to our breath in that way. I mean, for, for just for my listeners, just for everyone that's not super scientific out there, when we breathe, our, the nerves that basically are around our diaphragm are responsible for turning on our kind of, I always joke and say our stress center or turning off our stress center, really. It's the easiest way to think about it. And it's our parasympathetics that drive our de-stress. Like that's the calming mechanism, right? So we want to drive that. And when we breathe shallow, like I do, or which I learned at get pelvic floor PT. Oh yeah, they teach you how to breathe. Right, yep. So you're just going to have this overdrive. Again, that cortisol won't stop. It's that power or sympathetic overdrive. It's the, I'm going to get up and run away from a bear all day long and we never get that shut off. So I'm really, really important. I love that you talk about breath work because it is so important. So important. And I'm like, remember to breathe like in those calm situations so that when you're stressed, you have that on memory recall. You have that to like say, oh yeah, let me watch my breath. Let me use my breath to create this sense of calm and this chaos right now. So that's something on the, that I do a lot in the beginning when I work with clients. We do some goal setting and it's not just set your goals. These are great. We really look at why are these your goals? Why is this important? We all know when we set goals, we just think are a good idea. They don't happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Most of the time they don't happen. And when we really have that true connection, when we have that true reason why we're doing something, we show up. We make it happen. Like you can speak to this, I'm sure. And so many listeners who are moms or parents, like you have a strong reason why there are plenty of times you don't feel like doing things for those kids, but you do it because your why is so strong. And the same thing goes when it comes to prioritizing our well-being. Like we need to have a convicted why a lot of times in an environment set up so that we can make it easy for ourselves. And then also have the goals align with our values. Because if they really aren't, I feel like if they're not value driven goals, again, we're not more than likely. I feel like the success rate is, is less, right? It doesn't really support our highest good. If it's just like, Oh, that's a good idea. I need to run a half marathon or I need to not saying that that's a bad thing, but I'm just doing it because I think that that will mean I'm fit when it really doesn't align with your, your values at all. It doesn't really make sense in your why. And it's just a story you're telling yourself that's not really rooted in the truth what's best for you do you find it hard well i guess the accountability helps right because they're accountable to you too right i always tell people it's one thing to set goals on your own or follow a self-help book but when you have someone that you connect with which we're going to talk about in a little bit that you're accountable to right this is your whether it's a spiritual person whether it's you whether it's me as a physician it makes those goals a lot more actionable, right? Because we're kind of your checks and balances too, I think. And then it becomes habit, right? After you're accountable for a while and you do certain things, once it becomes habit, then you're accountable to yourself. But I feel like we need somebody to kind of pull us along, which is where that coaching comes into play. It's hard though to get people to start to bring community back into their life right now. It's a big thing that a lot of the clients that I work with, like, that's a big thing for them. They're like, I want to find that sense of community. So I find that that desire and that seeing the value of that is definitely there. 
And again, like you said, it's like having that accountability piece because there's that cognitive dissonance anytime we go to step outside of our comfort zone. The brain is like, heck no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go around people. I don't even like people. Like, why would I put myself out there? I'm actually pretty fine just hanging out at home with my dog watching Netflix. I really don't actually need that sense of community, right? That's the brain. Yeah, well, I and hope so, it is so much works, right? Like, yeah. So it's that... It's something that I work with clients too is like that self-coaching, right? Like I want everybody to be able to self-coach when we're done working together because we're with ourselves 24-7. And so, that's my life. (laughs) Acknowledging like, yes, this is what's coming up. And like questioning our thoughts. Our mind will tell us all kinds of crazy stuff. And if you're a science person, it's in the science, right? That being a part of community supports all aspects of our well-being. If your loneliness takes like, what, 15 years off our life, like they're saying, yeah. it can be comparable to smoking cigarettes, how detrimental loneliness is. Yeah. So study and I, and I'm, I'm it's going to blank and I'm, I'll, I promise I'll pull it up for you guys and post it onto on one of the social media sites. But there was just a study and I think it was a Mediterranean population, if I remember correctly, or it might have been in Southern Italy somewhere. But they were saying that their life expectancies were so much longer because their sense of community was so tight knit. And yes, Mediterranean diet, okay, say what you will. But the population, even that was eating that diet that weren't part of this community did not live as long. And it's extremely important. And I find it really, really hard. COVID has made a lot of people a little bit more reclusive, but not only that, which is the divisiveness in our society right now, I find it very, very difficult to get people to take advantage of things that they might've taken advantage of 15 years ago or even 10 years ago. I mean, something as simple as soup kitchen or volunteering for, for something. People just don't want to be a part of it, whether it's fear, whether it's fear of getting sick and being around all those people, whether it's fear of, of terrorism, whether it's really just wanting to keep your close connections to, your, to yourself. It's really difficult and it's so important. And I applaud you for making that a part of your practice. Unfortunately, it really isn't a part of mine because it's not something that I do on a regular basis. But it really, we know that cortisol resets can be maintained or obtained by meditation and relaxation and finding sources of enjoyment. And that's with other people usually. Yeah, that's one of the reasons the retreats are so powerful is because, I mean, we're meditating, we're in a, like, like, we're in the capsule to just be well and thrive here, and the community piece. Like, people love being around other kind, loving, inspiring, amazing humans in a safe container. Like, we need that. And I know, like you said, all of those fears, right, those are legit that come up, and they get in the way, and it's, like, even putting yourself out there just a little bit. Like I didn't grow up with like the power of community really being a thing. Right. And there was a time in my life where I was around a lot of toxic people and tend to be more introverted in a lot of ways. That being said, I've just realized there's so much power. We have to be in community. Look back at our ancestors. We were never living in isolation like we are now ever we are communal beings. And so I really just want to drive that home. You're not alone in whatever you're going through. Your situation might be unique, but get out there and connect with other people, right? There's other people who want to connect with you and we we just need it so bad. And finding those groups or those people that are, you can really connect with on a like 
heart to heart level is so important too. That's awesome. Now, and when do you have a retreat coming up? I have one next year. It's a reset and recharge retreat actually in September. We okay. hosted here before. It's on Lake Adelon in Guatemala. It's, have you ever been to? I have not. I, I did see it on your Facebook page. I'm not going to lie. I saw it's it. It's beautiful. It's so serene and quiet. I always say it's like a good amount of like doing deep inner work and also just having the fun and having the time of your life and going out and like experiencing new cultures, new people, new food, adventures. So it's a good, it's a good mix. <laughs> yeah, guys, we should check it out. Look at her on her Facebook page. I did see a couple of links yeah. to her Facebook page. So it sounds super exciting. Maybe I'll even go. Who knows? Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited about yours too. Yeah, so we're working on it, guys. It's coming. It's coming. So let's talk a little bit. Do you blend any traditional medicine in to your practice? Do you have like a, a little bit of a mix of... I do ask people like, do you have any diagnosis? What meds are you on? So I really provide that education piece. Okay. Like, let's say I have high, somebody has high cholesterol. So, like, educating them on that. They're type 2 diabetes. Like, okay, these are the things you want to pay attention to with your nutrition. Stress is going to influence your, your cortisol level. Yeah. It's going to influence your blood sugar levels. Like, you know, educate that education piece. Because a lot of times when you go to the doctor, you don't get a lot of time to receive information. You're sick in the hospital. You're just trying to survive and get through. So, I find that it's so important to provide education on these things. And then what screenings, right? Traditional medicine is great for screenings, blood work, all of that kind of stuff. That's a very important information and part of the wellness process is to get the exams, get the preventative testing, get your blood work done, know your vital signs, all of these things. So yeah, I definitely blend that in. If you think about it, guys, it's kind of a synergistic approach, right? We take the, and I'm not a huge traditional medicine fan, but we take the blood work, we take the story, we take the history, we take everything. We kind of, I put the pieces back together and get you on things that are going to make you better supplement wise. And obviously I do some diet modification too. And then Brittany takes you over and just teaches you how to be. <laughs> and enjoy it all because you're so happy now that you work with I, I, I need your services just as much as anybody else. And my life is just as crazy as you all know. You know, running a solo ship isn't that easy all the time, but yeah, I think Brittany has a really great way about her. So I know you got to go in a few minutes. So I'm going to kind of like wrap up a little bit with a couple. Like, what makes you different? I know this is always a hard question because we never want to toot our own horn. But why you? What would someone say about their connection with you? What makes you special? Oh, I know it's hard. It was on the question list. <laughs> I swear, guys, I'm not totally blindsiding her. Yeah, I would say really what makes me special is... Like my ability to meet people where they're at, I think because of all of the like traumas I've been through in my life and the craziness and like the journey that I've been through, like nothing shocks me. I think being a healthcare worker, all most of us, like most things don't shock us anyway. So being that space for people to share openly and then being able to pull in so many different tools and so many different angles to healing I think that's, you know, that's also something that sets me apart from, let's say, just another coach, right? To have the nursing background so we can look at through that traditional model as well, the caring model of nursing. And then we can do things that are spiritual for mental health. I'm also a personal trainer and health coach and yin yoga, like breath work. So there's so many different angles. And I find that, you know, it's like one fit approach doesn't work for people. So it's like I'm able to really 
get a big broad view of what's going on with somebody and then be the resource. And if I'm not the resource, obviously having that awareness to know, okay, this is a good resource. I would look into this. That's something that sets me apart from just say somebody who's a life coach, for example. Are you writing like workout routines and different types of things for people? I do. Yeah. If it's, if it's applicable, like some clients like already or some of my clients are super fit. Like they don't come to me for exercise, but some are like, I need to get an exercise routine. So part of the session might be actual personal training virtually or I write them up like, okay, this is what you need to do for the next four weeks. I, I really do love that I'm able to like custom because I do a lot of one-on-one custom fit what they need and I'm able to provide that instead of like okay no you got to go over here for your fitness you got to go over here to work on this like I do a lot with the emotional freedom technique so with that or with like okay, this is like a lot of childhood stuff. So with coaching and with inner child healing, we're able to work through that kind of stuff. So it's nice to be able to be a resource for them. And of course, when somebody else needs to come in, being able to refer them and having like a team of people to refer to as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I think this is a great synergy, guys. And I think that it's something that I've been lacking in my practice, which is why I agreed to do this. I think that matching with a team of providers. That's actually my part of my, I call it my mission or my vision is to create a team of integrative providers that are able to teach this to clients. So patients and other providers, I feel like, you know, we need to spread the word of this to as many people as possible, which is why I started the education program online, truthfully. And one, to work less hard, work a little smarter, but two, to be able to spread the mission, spread the vision all over and there is a synergy here. And I think that we can't do one trick ponies are never going to work, right? Not going to work. Not yeah. One, yeah. You can't just go to the doctor and get a pill for your blood sugar. Sorry. You're going to age your body still, right? If you're, your glycosylation pathways are still going crazy and you're still making problems with all of your end organs. So, you know, we're trying to create a vision for change in the community and in the industry. And I think people like you and I are, are really important in doing that. So. How can someone get started with you? What is your website? How does like how do they go through and set up? Yeah, that? the best thing would be to visit my website, which is holistic nurse coaches, ES at the end for coaches.com. And they can set up a consult on there and we can talk so I can see what's going on with them. They can share their story and let me know and then I can you know, tell them what I think, okay, this is looks like what's going on with you. This is what I would suggest. Probably yeah. similar to what you do. Somebody tells you everything that's going on and you're like, yeah. okay, this is really what I see based on what you've shared with me. So that would be the best way. And then also from there, you can get in contact with me on social media as well. Okay. And yeah. you're just Brittany Kano RN, I think, right? On Instagram, it's Holistic Nurse Coaches. Oh, on yeah. Facebook, yeah, it's Brittany Kano. YouTube is holistic Kano, nurse coaches. Kano. Everybody says Kano. So I know, I should have gotten that on our pre-meeting, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Kano. We got to get it right. It actually rolls off the tongue way better that way. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I'm going to do two last questions and we're going to ask all about you because I think this is way more fun. So I want to know your favorite book, mm. right? Favorite song and favorite food. Okay. So. I'm such a nonfiction kind of book reader. Oh, I am. Okay. I'm one of those. I'm like, I love, I just love like growth stuff and nonfiction. So my favorite book, 
I really like A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. I knew you were going to say that. I literally was going to say that before you said it. I was going to say Eckhart Tolle. And before you... <laughs> All right. So we have this connection. You're probably going to have to talk again. A lot. Right. I just read the book. I was like, I never want this book to be over. This you is just so read it for the first time? No, I read it years ago. Oh, yeah. I think I've read it like four or five times. Yeah. yeah it's such a good book. I love that yeah. book. And then favorite song. Hmm. Now, if you come up with the same one that I was going to say for y'all, then I'll be really impressed. But I'm like into like Beyonce kind of songs, like okay. uplifting. Like, but do I have a favorite Beyonce song? Mm. I wouldn't have picked Beyonce for you. That wouldn't have, but I, I wouldn't have pegged you with Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. I like Beyonce. I don't know though, really. That's so bad that I like, I don't have an absolute favorite song. That's all right. That's all I right. like like music that pumps me up though. Okay. Like uplifting music, like get me moving, that kind of music. That's typically like how I listen to music. And then favorite food. Today, I would say sushi. Okay. <laughs> it depends on the day though. I like Thai. We eat a lot of Asian food. Okay. Yeah. How about you? What's your favorite food? Honestly, probably eggplant farm. Mm, Again, I'm going to pick a favorite food. Yeah. Um, eggplant farm. But it's funny. I was just, I literally just handed the book Eckhart told to somebody like maybe two days ago. So oh, I, really? I do. Yeah. I knew, I knew you were going to say it, but I don't know. I don't really have a favorite book. My favorite book is tough for me. Underground Railroad's really good. I mean, there's a, I like historical fiction. So okay. the white city, it's kind of gruesome, but it's like one of my favorites. It's uh, about the first serial killer in Chicago. Oh, see, there's so many killer shows on like Netflix. I'm like, why are there so many? Yeah, well, this is, <laughs> is like the start of serial killer, but it's all about the Chicago World's Fair and like it's very interesting. My favorite song is Tiny Dancer by Tiny Dance. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I like Queen I, a lot too. I rock out to Queen quite a bit. I love Almost Famous, the movie. So that's like my, I don't know. It just has this, I don't know why it's one of my favorites, but it's, got that classic rock vibe it's kind of like upbeat but a little bit like angsty i don't know that movie i'm that oh, person what? i'm horrible i'm that person who people are like you know in that movie and i'm like i never even heard of it i know, I know. Right. i'm sorry i'm sorry no, it's all good it's all good that's right we're all here to educate each other exactly exactly all right well i plan to have you on some more stuff we'll do some really interesting i do want to ask you a quick question i know you would like Nine minutes. Oh, we got, we got nine minutes. I want to ask your opinion on light therapy. Oh, like red light therapy? Yeah, red light therapy. Or even there's actually, I don't know if you've ever heard of brain tap. But oh, brain I love brain tap. Yeah, so I do too. So, and that's red and blue. And that's obviously patterned light. I actually use brain tap. I love brain tap. It's one of I my. I love brain tap. Yeah, I it's just like look like really deep into the research about it. From yeah. but from what I have looked at, I find that like I think it's a great resource. It's a great tool to add to a healing journey. Yeah, I really like like the infrared sauna. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of that. The brain tap's awesome though. Like I meditate regularly. And when I put on brain tap, I'm like able to, I, I'm a mover. Like I'm a fidgety kind of person yeah. though. Like I love to move. I never would work well in a cubicle, <laughs> but I really am able to not move. You have the glasses. You tap. have the glasses. I don't have them personally, but I've used them before. Okay. Yeah. And so I think it's a combination of the hypnotherapy that goes on and the lights where the lights hit, you know, and how it activates the brain. Yeah. And for those of you guys that don't know, just it's red and blue light therapy. And the guy that invented it, actually, I met his son, who is now the owner of the company, who's actually older at this point, too. But 
it basically started out as just meditative, right? So his dad was a huge meditative guy, essentially grew up like with like in the boonies with no water, no nothing. And they just were like hippies living off the land, essentially. And he developed this light therapy to go with the meditative, meditative, whatever he created. I don't even know if it was a specific meditation, but they actually tested EEGs. So brainwave changes with the light. So it's red and blue light in different patterns going through the eye when your eyes are closed, right? So it's passing through the eyelid. And it's really, really interesting, the EEG changes and the parasympathetic overdrive that starts to happen. So it shuts down that sympathetic response. And you can actually find people that can't get into that meditative state naturally with regular meditation. They're able to get deeper with the light therapy. Like you just said, like you can't, you kind of don't want to stop. Yeah. Oh, I love it. The first time I did the brain tap, I helped an IV clinic open in a biohack lab. Uh And so once we like you know, did the launch and everything, they were like, all right, go, so go try everything. So I got to do like the cryotherapy, the lymphatic drainage, this other cool machine that like gives off high vibration, like electrical yeah. signals and the brain tap. And like, it was awesome. I felt so yeah. much mental clarity. And then recently a chiropractor that I'm working with, they have it as well. And they have it on like a bio, you sit on a biomat. And then the way the oxygen is that they give you, does something I can't remember. I'm not, I'm going to butcher how to say it, but it like, like the ability to like stack those kinds of things as well on top of each other. You feel so zen. So yeah, good. no, it's great. And you know, like you said, the people who can't rest, the people who cannot meditate, like these kinds of modalities can help get you out of that sympathetic overdrive and really get you so that you can rest. Even if you're somebody who thinks like, I know legit, I cannot rest. <laughs> They're like, there are modalities out there to help you be able to. Yeah. No, it's super interesting. I mean, I'm, it's one of my, I bring home one thing from every conference. Like that's my goal is just to kind of grab one because I'll try to enforce too many otherwise. And brain tap was what I brought back from my last, this is last year's A4M. So, so you have one? I know I've thought about getting one. It's not cheap. I mean, I would love to be able to provide it to my clients. It's expensive. And How cool to have them like in a dentist office. So Thanks. cool. Mm-hmm. I actually thought about putting them in the waiting area because that's really, you know, while people are waiting to numb or whatever, for even for my aesthetics practice, they can just literally have like a, 20 minute reset, but they're great to have at home. If someone can afford to do it, I think it's, I've, I've seen some really good success. And truthfully, even the red light masks, believe it or not, I've seen some really good calming effects from those too, even though they're not supposed to have as much effect. I've actually seen them work too. So yeah, I think it's like finding what works for you. Yeah. Well, awesome. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to post this to Facebook. We just came up with a great idea. We're going to post this, uh, the raw unedited with my dog barking in the background cut <laughs> to, yep, we're going to post that to Facebook. You guys can get an early peek at it. And then hopefully we'll have Brittany on for some other IG lives, Facebook lives, or maybe we'll do like a little Q and A with her. We should do like a reset, like a, a, like a reset, like you were talking about doing like a cortisol reset and I can do the meditation piece. You want to do the meditation? Yeah. And you can do the, the breath work and you can do like the education piece. You don't want me doing breath work. I'll, I'll, I'll teach it. Piece. I'll teach yeah. the breath work. Yeah. I'll teach the, do the meditation, the mindfulness, and you do the education piece. Yeah. I'll, I'd be more than happy to educate them and talk them. <laughs> I'm very good at compartmentalizing, like you said, not realizing that you have high functioning anxiety. I'm very good at separating out these compartments and getting into that compartment is very tough for me because I can wall it off. So I sleep just fine. <laughs> hey, 
Okay, I'm glad you're sleeping. I wall it off. I'm glad you're sleeping. Like deep down, get to that deep dive with you. But uh, I'm really excited, you guys, to do some work with her and keep in touch. We'll we'll keep things going. Totally. So and nice connecting with you. Absolutely. So anti-aging unraveled, and you can go to Brittany Kano or Kano's site too and uh, sign up for your consultation. And I would be happy, obviously, as always, to do your functional medicine assessments or rapid prescribe. We have a rapid supplement prescribe we can do too, where it's just a quick intake and we give recommendations. If you want to do all the blood work and go through all the stuff, I'm like you. I'm a very, on a case-by-case basis, what I'm checking. But we also have the online teaching program too. So it's all on my website, mydrlurie.com. So even the podcast, if you can't find it, you can always get it there too. Awesome. I love what you're doing. Everybody have a great evening, morning, day. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks, Brittany.